Good morning. <laughs> it's brisk in here again today. Do we have a trustee in here today? All right. You got it. Okay. <laughs> I think this is, but anyway, we have a bunch of people away skiing today, so maybe that was test for them last week, right? To be ready for skiing today. I understand that we have, um, let's see here, I'm saying one else. All right, first and foremost, reminder, office is closed tomorrow in service of Martin Luther King's birthday. All right, coming soon, Scouting for Food program, February the 1st, which is about two Sundays from now, I think, is uh, the scouts will be handing out the bags to collect food for, for uh, Greer uh, Relief, I believe it is. And then on February the 8th, they will come back to, to collect bags of food. And also we'll be, we'll be doing a Scouting Sunday that day. That's February the 8th. That Scouting Sunday observance will be done in the 11 o'clock service. The Scout for Food and Collection will be done in both services. And then this will be followed by Valentine's Day Pancake Breakfast on February the 14th here in the Family Life Center. So these are some things coming up with the Scouts. I'm pretty sure all this is in, your, is in the bulletin handout that's back there. Um, also, coming up with Lent, there will be a special Lenten offering. And we'll, you'll hear more about this, but I just wanted to kind of give you an idea that that's coming up. And um, we're going to be sponsoring a child, and it's, uh, it's a really good uh, ministry. And so that's becoming up with Lent. All right, the contribution statements for 2014 are in the back, and Ann Hammond has them, and also the offering envelopes for 2015 she has. So if you haven't got your contribution statement yet, if you'll see Ann after service, or the offering envelopes for 2015, see Ann. Kids, join us tonight for our Sunday night programs. Handbells begin at 5, children's choir at 5.30. Mission Kids Bible Study in Snack Time, of course, from 6 to 7. Lots of exciting things to come this spring semester, so join us. Now, we also uh, have, a, we have another announcement from the CP. Is that right today? Yes. Come on, okay. come on up here. Good morning. You may have seen the poster on the door out front, but just in case, we want to make sure we let our church members know. Um, registration will begin tomorrow, January 19th, and will run through January 30th. Um, we will have an infant class. Infants need to be at least three months of age before they um, can start attending. We will also have a K-1, K-2, K-3, and K-4 class. Um, registration forms are located over here at the front, and then also in the back, um, if you can't find anything or if you have any questions, you can find me or Sylvia Dobson, and we'll be glad to help you. Thank you. Right. Let me check my prayer cards. I almost forgot to say the prayer cards. Do you have a prayer card request, a prayer request, if you raise your hand now, we'll get it to you. I always set up for those services at those. Send me a piece of paper. All right, we're ready. And just to remind you, there are still a couple of polls left on our sign-up sheet. 
One for refreshments and two for setup that we need help for this service. So if you are willing to help, we would love to have you sign up. If you would please stand and sing with us. Oh 
will turn and greet your neighbor, and children come forward for the children's sermon. Nazareth? Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Nathaniel asked. Come and see. 
see, answered Philip. And then he took Nathanael to see Jesus, and Nathanael also became a follower. This is how the good news of Jesus is spread. Friends telling friends. So when we find a really good cookie and we can't wait to tell our friend about it, shouldn't we be even more excited to tell our friends about Jesus? Yeah. So the psalmist said, taste and see that the Lord is good. And surely we want, to know our, friend, want our friends to know how good Jesus is. Do you agree? Will you pray with me before we go back to our seats this morning? Dear Father, nothing can compare to the good news of Jesus. Help us to share the good news with others. In your name we pray. Amen. And today is Library Day. Miss Beth wasn't able to be here this morning, so if any of you want to join me and Mr. Eric, we're excited to go to the library with you this morning, okay? So we'll walk out now. Isn't that amazing how cookies make people so happy? Let us bow our heads for prayer. Oh, loving God, who from the very beginning of life, you watched over us and guided us in the way in which we're to go. And we praise your name to say, and we know that you know us as your children. And we're so honored and blessed, oh Lord, for that realization. And yet we must confess to say that even though we know you created us and know us and provide for us, and that we're yours, and that we're called to live a certain way, we still neglect ourselves, our lives, our spiritualness. We don't care for you or others as we should. We abuse all of any things that you give to us. And when we do that, oh Lord, we dishonor you. And so we pray this day, individually and collectively, that you forgive us for our many sins this past week. And that you help us by the power of the Holy Spirit uh, to once again uh, be the disciples you called us to be. And to carry your message to others in our world. We know this day also of many who are sick. Many who are weighed down with anxieties of life. Uh, with the infirmities of the body. Pain in the mind, burden of the spirit. We pray, O oh God, that you visit them with your healing grace and restore them. And especially we pray for healing for Bob's leg. We pray for Gil, who lives in Ecuador, who suffered a stroke. We pray for a grandchild who has strep throat. We pray this day for traveling mercies 
for our youth and chaperones who will be returning this afternoon from the ski retreat. We pray for all those who stay and they mourn. Oh Lord, hear us, answer us. It's what you know is best for us. And help us to accept your good and perfect will as we pray together as you taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
Do not take revenge, leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. And in doing this, you will eat burning coals on his head. Do not overcome, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. The Lord, help us to see and all in those words of Scripture a guide to living. Help us to understand through the Holy Spirit how we can apply it to our life today. We pray in your name. Amen. Now, how many of you know or noticed that guys don't like to be told what to do? How many of you women would agree with that, that guys don't like to be told what to do? I'll give you a good example of this. How many guys have you seen wander around totally lost before stopping to ask for directions? Have you ever seen that or experienced that? What about how many men have you ever seen who open up a box of something that needs to be assembled and go right to trying to assemble it and maybe three quarters of the way through they then decide to look at the instruction booklet? Any of that ever occurred with any of you? You see, instruction booklets are really good things, but if you have us men who prefer to ignore them, they're not much help for them. In fact, if you will realize today, next time you open up something, pay attention to this, you will see that companies have started to realize this, and they will include the instruction booklet in great detail, but then they have this usually a one little old like card, maybe might be by, might be fold, might be even folded, maybe two pages, and it says quick guide, right? <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about? Quick guide, quick guide, to help you do it quickly and without reading the manual. You know, when it comes to life, I think that we often react the same way, especially us men. This sermon is really, really for us men today, I think, more than the women. Because we don't like anyone to tell us what to do, where to go, how to get there, how to live. We just go. We just do. We just start living by making it up most of the time as we go. We just make it up as we go. And even though we know we have a manual, in this case, as Christians, our manual is the Bible. We tend to look at it and go, well, it's a pretty big manual, and I can't read all that, and I don't have time, and so I just go out and start living. I just get on my teeth, right? And that's what we do. So I want to help you today, just a little bit. For one thing, this chapter, in my opinion, is like a little quick start guide to the entire Bible, okay? Right here in chapter 12. And this quick start guide covers the three main areas in our life, man. And that's our relationship with God, our relationship with others, and our relationship with ourselves. And when you look at these and think of these as instructions, these verses, it helps to realize this is a quick start guide. The first instruction that I saw is offer your bodies as living sacrifices. Now, I don't know how many of you know that in the Old Covenant, in the Old Testament, in the days before Christ, 
Well, in the days before the church, let's put it this way, not the days before Christ. Christ lived in this system. But the days before the Christian churches, we know it. They're often an act of worship meant that an animal would be led in here. We would slit its throat and the blood would pour out over the altar and it would be sacrificed. I'm not going to begin to tell you or explain to you our modern sensibilities go a lot. I can't understand. I can't grasp that. That's for a class in Sunday school. That's for Bible study. Okay? But the thing you do need to understand is that the system required a sacrifice. That's the way God set it up. And Jesus became that sacrifice for all time. And there's no more reasons for us to bring animals and make sacrifices on the altar. And so how are we to be a living sacrifice? As the quick start guide tells us. Well, we have a choice every day to serve God or not to serve God. We have to decide every day. This relationship with God is the first instruction. How are we going to live in relationship to God? Do we choose God or do we choose just going our own way. Second instruction, I think is just about as important. Don't be conformed, but be transformed. You know, when a sacrifice was burnt, a burnt sacrifice, and let's say today the equivalent to a burnt sacrifice is how some of us handle the gas grill, okay, at the house. When we sacrifice something on the gas grill, do you know that literally the chemical properties uh, cause the meat to change? The fire oxidizes the meat that the actual chemical properties change? So you see, if we are to be living sacrifices, we must be changed. We must be transformed. We must not conform. And it's important for us to hear this. Men, Women too. The world system sets a pattern of mostly immoral behavior. And it demands, it pushes, it encourages towards that immoral behavior. That's the pattern that the world puts out in front of us. Instead, Paul says in his quick start guide, we must be changed to a different pattern. We must not be conformed. We must be transformed. So how do we do that? By renewing of our minds. By renewing of our minds. And here the word renewing actually comes from the root word of renovation. How many of you ever renovated anything? Okay. Whenever you start renovating, you start tearing things out, right? And laying down new things or putting up new things. That's how it's transformed. And that's the thing. God wants you to be transformed. He wants you to be renovated. He wants you to renovate. He wants the church to renovate you. He wants you to help renovate yourself. He wants your family and friends to renovate you, to start a project on your character, your behaviors. And when you do, you will be transformed. And your transformation will lead you in a certain direction, which I think brings us to the third instruction. Don't think more highly of yourself than you ought. I think we all tend to do that. Uh, we all tend to think that we should be number one and are number one. 
But instead, God says, no, you should humble yourself and serve others. And that's how you renew and transform. Now that, when you start acting like Jesus, you start realizing that number one is not what's important. It's number two and number three and number four and all those others outside of you that are really important. So that's the first part of it. Your relationship with God. Now, relationship with others. I think one of the instructions there is to remember that we are, that we do belong to each other. Each one of us belongs to each other. And when we are, when we do think about belonging to each other, we realize that each other is really more important than me. And so it's important, if you notice in the scripture, it said each person belongs to the others. I can't do it without you. You can't do it without me. And this is the same whether we're in a family situation or an institutional situation or a work situation. We all have different gifts. And what we need to do, I think, and men, men and women both, I think, probably do this equally, but I know us men. I know I'm a man, so I know what men do better than I know what women do. But men have a tendency sometimes to see somebody else's gift and they envy it. And they want to cut them down because they envy the gift that they have. Instead of us rejoicing in each other's gifts uh, and looking to do the best we can with what God has called us to do with what we have, then that works so much better when we do that. Question comes up sometimes when you start thinking about instructions on living. Somebody will say, will say what is it that is my special ability or my gift? And I simply tell people, ask God. Ask God to reveal it to you. And what you will find is oftentimes God uses those things that you're most interested in. And you will see that within those things you're most interested in is with your gift. And then you've been given that gift to build up the kingdom of God, not just to build up your bank account. Paul gives some examples in this scripture. He says, if serving, serve. In other words, if you, if you start, you should learn that if it's teaching, teach. If it's encouraging, encourage. If it's leadership, lead. If it's mercy, show mercy. So that you have a gift from God that can be used. It should not be used begrudgingly. It should not be used with selfish motives. But look at Jesus' example in whatever you do. Fifth instruction overall. Live a sincere life in a world of selfishness. Hate what is evil to what is good. My friends, this is important because what masquerades uh, as good is really uh, lots of times very evil. Paul says hate evil. That comes from the word that means odious. How many of you ever smelled a skunk? Ever smell a skunk? Everyone got, anybody here got really up close and personal with a skunk? <laughs> Unfortunately, I have. <laughs> Uh, we had a skunk that was coming around in broad daylight around a house, a parsonage we was living in one time. And um, we felt like it was probably rabid. And so we were concerned about the children. And the parsonage was close to the church. And so the trustees said, Joseph, 
Next time you see that skunk, shoot it. There was way too much laughter. <laughs> I do have a gun. I do have a rifle, a honey rifle. I do have a pistol. Uh, what they didn't know was I'm not too good of a shot. <laughs> But I did one day, I go out and try to kill this skunk, but it was not, like I said, I didn't have much luck. But that very evening, the skunk decided to come up on our front porch and leave me a present as if it knew I was trying to shoot it. Okay? So evil, as Jesus says, is very something that we should look at and say it stinks so much that we are repelled by it. Contrast that with cling to what is good when Paul says that. Think the word glue. Glue over time bounds things together. And that's what should happen with us. We can cling close to our relationship to God by praying and worshiping and reading His Word and let God have access to our life and shape us to do good. And then we will stick to the good like glue and we will avoid evil like the stink that it is. Six, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Friends, we should always be joyful in hope because God is going to do a work in you. Don't fret. God's working on your life. Be patient in affliction because God is with you. Hang tight through that affliction. God is with you. And be faithful in prayer. Make your communion with God a priority. Doing these things makes it easier for us to do instruction number seven, which says, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Did you notice that Paul puts the really hard one there near the last? Okay? This is the opposite of what we normally want to do. It, you know, we, we normally do not want to do that. But when we have an eternal perspective, it becomes easier for us to love those who are unlovable. Let us rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. You know, friends, it's okay to mourn. And it's okay to rejoice. You know, we don't have to be happy, happy all the time. And it's not right to criticize someone who's not necessarily happy. We all have to work through our grief and our work through our problems. We all work through them differently. We're all individuals. The best thing you can do when someone is grieving or hurting is just to be present to them. Just let them know that you are with them as God is with them. I'm going to run out of time. I can see. I may just I may discern too long. But anyway, I'm going to rush through the last two points. Nine, do not repay evil for evil. Okay? Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. I will comment on this part of the scripture. It says, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. And in doing this, you will heat burning coals on his head. And a person came up to me one time and said, when I read that scripture, and they said this, they said, well, Joseph, that's what we want to do to begin with, is heat coals on their head. But that doesn't mean that we are to literally go take our flaming barbecue and dump it on our feisty neighbor's head. Even though that is our tendency. 
No, this will bring upon them their own, in their own guilt, which is like heaping coals on their head. Someone who wants you to be mad at them absolutely goes berserk when you're good to them. When you are kind and loving in the face of their despicable behavior, it crushes them because <clears throat> they want you to be engaged with them in a hateful, spiteful argument. Okay, conclusion to all this. The Lord has called us to live in a different way. He's called us to have a different system. It's not easy. I know that. But if we look at it this way, people do bad things. That's a fact. But they do bad things, I believe, for two reasons. One, either they don't know better, and I, I really think there's a lot of people who do not know better in our world today. And number two, they could just be controlled by evil. And if they are controlled by evil, the only way to break that evil is God. God's the only one. And only if we can show God's love can we break through that cycle of ignorance and that control by sin. So we need to learn how as we go through this life to show kindness, consideration, and love. To show them that God does love them and will accept them through His Son if they turn and ask for forgiveness. Friends, the Quick Start Guide to Christian Living begins first and foremost with that personal relationship to God. When you get that right, everything else falls into place. Amen. Let us stand and affirm our faith. Let us join, let us join our voices. We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God who has created and is creating, who has come in Jesus, the Word made flesh, to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We're called to be the church, to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope, and life in death, and life beyond death. God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. Please be seated. Let our ushers come forward at this time to receive our tithes.
Love is never failing. Let me.